When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premier show. Smackdown. It's the year of our Lord, December 6, 2001. Space Ghost, coast to coast. Odyssey. Oh, nice. We've got three more weeks of that. Doing oh. this joke. Oh, no. Leave the memories alone. Yes, please do. S Club 7, have you ever... Is the number one song in the UK singles chart currently. It's uh, their last ever UK number one. Uh, the Children Need version of Have You Ever is listed in the Guinness Book of World Records as having the highest number of people's voices recorded in a single song. As recordings from children in schools across the UK were used in the chorus. Mm. They ah. cut to them all across during the, the, the Children Need ah. broadcast. Here's I don't the... think they're going to have any other bands have people, you know, asking to record kids. Because uh, there's a name for people like that. Um, Pink Floyd, uh, another brick in the wall. Amazing song. Yeah. Using uh, kids' courses. So, um, yeah, I listened to this before the podcast. It's like three different songs playing at once. <laughs> it's a lot going on there. It's a lot going on. Robbie Williams, Swing When You're Winning, is the number one album in the UK right now. This is when Robbie Williams went off his nut and decided to do a swing cover album with guests Rupert Everett, Nicole Kidman, Jane Horrocks, and John Lovett. Yeah. Great album. You know you're doing too much coke when you think, I'll do an album with John Lovett. He barely started on the coke at this point because we haven't even got to the rude box era. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever drug he's doing here, I'm glad he stopped doing it anyway. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Redacted Stone. Still number one for the third week. Sorry for the Americans. Uh Ant and Deck present their final editions of SMTV in CD UK, which I haven't talked about much, but they are. Oh. Having decided to leave the programs to concentrate on developing their primetime TV careers. It'll never last. <laughs> Talking about that in the week that Biker Grove was announced to be making a return. Yeah. Biker Grove's coming back, man. I hope they all act like they did then. I First hope. episode. Oh, then, part how you did. <laughs> I'm still blind. <laughs> Can he bag a tuna? <laughs> Made with racist donations from the UK City Council. Following up people from Newcastle, please do not be alarmed. Uh, the S Club 7 single, Don't Stop Moving, is voted the 2001 record of the year by Banger. ITV viewers. Banger. 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 Uh, Jack and Daxter, the pre- precursor? Precursor. Precursor. That's a bitch of a word, that. Legacy <laughs> is, the number, is the number one game. <laughs> is 
uh, the big game this week. Bloody hell, it really is. Uh, sold over a million copies. One of the greatest hits uh, label and kickstarted a very successful franchise. So, uh, speaking of successful franchises, in Emmerdale Farm this week, Mark realizes that it was Ollie who revealed he'd run away. But he is forgiving and, and understanding as he arrives at court with the other teenagers for their hearing. He is told that his case is being referred to the Crown Court. And his agony is prolonged, that's what it says here. <laughs> but things go from bad to worse when Eve tries to save her own skin by laying the blame firmly at the door of Mark. <laughs> what a Mark. <laughs> but there is light at the end of the tunnel for Cynthia when she is offered first refusal on the tenancy of their squat by an estate agent working for the mystery new owner. <laughs> Who's the third landlord? Yeah. Meanwhile, in America... Enron files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection five days after Dinergy cancels a $8.4 billion buyout bid. Uh, the bankruptcy becomes the largest in U.S. history. Very controversial thing there. Uh, but also that same day, Sir Alex Ferguson writes off Man United's chances of a unique four successive league title triumph after latest of several defeats sees them lose 3 nil at home to Chelsea. So it's not all bad news. No. <laughs> That was what was happening in the ugly world. <laughs> December 601. But what a, what a, what a, what, as the little album Wings from The Phantom Menace was happening in the magnificent, fascinating, XWF-filled world of the WWF. Well, we'll tell you and many things you didn't ask about in this week's edition of the Cold Dollar Classic Smackdown Review. You're listening to the dulcet tones of Mafu, joined, as always, by his co-conspirator, his lovely friend, and secret lover, Mr. Tom Campbell. That's not a secret anymore, mate, is it? I know. There's people, no, people are shocked. There's no XWF news this week. I'll be off then. I'd be, yeah, I'd, mate, I'd leave. This is the, the, we've, we've peaked with uh, Alex Ferguson. Rather like Man United, we've peaked. Oh, you doing, mate? You all right? Nice to be back together again. Certainly is. God, how's your throat? Much better. So I missed last week. Complete. Truth be told, fuck my voice. Fucked my voice, uh, but now it's fine, and I will continue to have never learned my lesson. Yes, of course, and ride it like I stole it. <laughs> it's so sweet because I sent a message because you said, "Oh, I can't do the podcast." My yeah. And so I sent a message like, "Oh, it's all right, Tom. You've been a uh, North Wrestling where you forget that the microphone is supposed to amplify <laughs> your voice rather than you yell." I get excited, like Eugene Simmons in '83. <laughs> And uh, he comes back. And then I come and end up like Gene Simmons in 2023. Yeah. Good evening, Newcastle! I'm like, Tom, it's the microphone. It's the microphone. I'm like, yeah, you're not going to stop. You're in your element there. Oh, I'll get too excited. I'm very worried that uh, next week, this time next week, it is North Wrestling Thunderstruck. Oh. At the Walker Dome in Newcastle, featuring <laughs> Scotty Zuhati, Joey Janella, Mercedes Martinez, King Gangrel. Fanging it, fanging it, fanging it. and banging it. Biggest North Wrestling show of all time. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try not to fuck my voice up. <laughs> the biggest Northeast wrestling show since Five Star. Oh, my days. Lofty heights. Run the doom. Lofty, lofty, lofty heights. But the voice is back and better Yay. than ever, which is nice. How are you, more importantly? I'm all, I'm all right. I'm even better than the second time you asked me, bless you. Oh, you did? I, really I just gave a very right. dull answer. Yeah, I'm a non-committal. I'm all right. There's nothing in, uh, interesting. Jesus Christ, almost says incesting then. I've been combining my words. I've been lots of spoonerisms, which is uh, getting worrying, but then I realize I've always done this through my life. <laughs> so I'm actually consistent. I'm back to what I was, used to be, buggering up words, but looking handsome. You do Feeling look handsome. great. And how are you anyway? 
Shut up, Con Tamble. Oh, you're right, mate. <laughs> but did you threaten to overrule him? <laughs> and what have we got in the news this week? Why or emails, whichever one we've got. Why did, why did you burn the tapes? Um, there's a cut there. Yeah, uh, we'll start with some emails, actually. <clears throat> had, had a couple come through. Thank you for these. Classic at cultaholic.com. Uh, John Eiley writes in. Hello, John. Matthew said on the on podcast 120 about the restaurant where you were given shelled peanuts, which you could open and throw the shells away. I did talk about that. Uh, Tom mentioned Lone Star, which is also the name of a Wild West themed restaurant I went to a few times in Australia that did exactly that. They sit you at a table and give you a small bucket of shelled peanuts, which you open and just throw the shells on the floor. And about every 30 minutes, the staff would then do a line dancing routine, which seemed to annoy a lot of the customers. So my, <laughs> my guess is it's the same place that why America would have a Wild West themed restaurant in its own country is anyone's guess. <laughs> Loving the podcast as always. Former King of Photoshop, John Eiley. King of Photoshop and all I of mean, our hearts. Former, no one's beaten you. I think he's retired. <laughs> he hasn't retired. King can't retire. You abdicate. <laughs> abdicate the throne. I didn't vote for you. No, thank you very much, John. <laughs> now, um, Sam Glasper's messaged in, aka Long Live Lenin. One, oh, two, three, yes, I Twitch. know that, lad. Right. Oh, no. Mate, do you, do you, write, you write these? E- I get these emails come through, and they're like 3 34 a.m. 412 <laughs> That makes sense for him, actually. I'm just not casting aspersions. Because he's, he's still tossing and turning in bed thinking about me. Go uh, on. Still do- <laughs> less of the turning. <laughs> What's he hmm. got to say? Bongiorno peepers, prowlers, punks, pricks, and pedants. So here's the 411 <laughs> on a little quiz young Maff had a few podcasts ago. Oh, no. During the uh, gravy uh, bowl <laughs> uh, invitational, <laughs> he yeah, yeah. questioned the appeal of it. How bizarre, he must have thought. No doubt the result of a Protestant prudish peckerwood <laughs> mindset. But knee worries. I'm here to clear up the bizarre mind frame of certain puerile pungent peeps in the WWF. So I know oh, so good. I knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who was apparently on a certain weekly wrestling writing team, and he said he and let's call him Mince McMahon share a fetish called WAM, aka wet and messy. Or to the Brits, slosh. <laughs> I don't ah. need to paint pictures, no pun intended. Look it up yourselves. No. But yeah, don't do it on a work computer. But yeah, the old Howard Hughes, Mr. House lookalike Vinnie M has quite the appetite for this, and hence the prevalence in puto programming. How do I know this libel, I hear you ask? Well, when a fucker pours gravy on your bollocks, you don't question what the cunt tells you, innit? Love and kisses, war and hate from former leader of the socialist people's Libyan <laughs> Arab Jamahiriya <laughs> Colonel Gaddafi. I'm like, where's this going? Oh, Colonel Gaddafi, there you go, you saved it. <laughs> I now know how it feels when in doubt, to Gaddafi. listen to this podcast for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, I recognise the words in those sentences, but I've never put them together like that. Big before. fan of the alliteration. Yes, thank you, Lennon. <laughs> Long live Lennon, one, two, three. Thank you, Phil. He pops up a lot on your tweets, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He shags me things. No, no, no. Get just... on with it. <laughs> He's a good lad. Oh, who are you? Oh, John, John and Lennon. Do my, do my lovely podcast. Both. Pe- uh, Shag uh, both. people. <laughs> Shag one, think of the other. <laughs> Fuck, marry, kill. <laughs> <laughs> Me, John Eiley, long live. <laughs> I like that, by the way. There wasn't any uh, like questions or like we have any feedback from you, Matthew or Tom. It was just, hey, you guys. I f- it's I- nice. We're each in the other podcast. It's like 
Well, when I was 10, The Undertaker gave me a big boot to the head and called my mother a whore. Anyway, my, my question is, favorite tag teams? <laughs> I feel like I stamped out that quite quickly because we, we did get some quite long emails and I was, was very withering towards them. And uh, and I may have upset people on the way for doing that. So I think we stamped out that quite quickly. Well, you can't go to the Lone Star without breaking a few peanuts. Yeah, say, hey, so. that's what they all say. Oh, that's what John so Ireland thank you for says. those lovely emails. Thank you. Classic occultaholic.com. We read no, some of them. <laughs> no, um, no XWF news, but I do can I can offer some World Wrestling All Stars news. Hey, Tom, more like XWF spelled E X hyphen W F. Anyway, WWE, what are you doing here? Well, they're running Belfast, Birmingham, Belfast. and London this weekend. Belfast. Just gone Belfast. Uh, 5,000 people turned up in Belfast to watch the, the, what they said were TV tapings for the WWA, but we're not quite sure. Uh, during the show, we saw Hooventu, Guerrero, and Psychosis have a banger. We had Bret Hart come out and call Vince McMahon a piece of shit, Yay. saying he never lost the WWF or the WCW titles. Anyway, enjoy the night. Uh, <laughs> Gangrel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really thought about that. Yeah, Bret didn't technically lose either of those. No. Well, okay. Undisputed mm-hmm. and undefeated. I'm sure I'm surprised he's written about it. He's probably too busy in a Goldberg haze. Gangrel beat Luna. Uh, the nice oh, yeah, yeah. husband and wife vampire match. Norman Smiley beat Crowbar in a husband and wife vampire match. Uh, Brian Christopher beat Disco Inferno. Conan and Nathan Jones beat the West Hollywood Blondes. Apparently, oh. Nathan Jones' nickname on this show was Front Row Nathan Jones. Yeah, because that's where it should have been rather than in wrestling. <laughs> Buff Bagwell beat Stevie Ray in the semi-main event because that's where it belongs. And then Jeff Jarrett beat Road Dog to retain the WWA heavyweight title. And at the end of the night, Brett puts Jeff Jarrett in a sharpshooter, gets yeah, a big yeah, old yeah. pop. Uh, they did run a show in Dublin with the same things, but mixed around a little bit. Disco Inferno cutting a promo this time, saying the Irish are fat and ugly. <laughs> and they all cheered. <laughs> <laughs> a winner is you, Dublin. Uh, during the Bagwell versus TV Ray match, someone felt some fan held up a sign that said "Die, Judy Bagwell, die." <laughs> to which TV Ray started uncontrollably laughing. <laughs> uh, and then, every, and then the night ended with Jeff Jarrett being put in the sharpshooter by Bret Hart. It wasn't even booked. <laughs> wasn't even booked. Uh, they went to Birmingham. Uh, Bret Hart did a promo calling Vincent Mann a piece of shit, <laughs> saying he never lost the WWE or the WCW titles, and then said Jeff Jarrett versus Road Dog is your main event. <laughs> Everything runs pretty much the same, but. Yeah, okay, yeah, please read them out in more detail. Birmingham got an extra treat. Ooh. Out comes Medasia to introduce Scott fucking Steiner. Oh. Steiner in Birmingham, or as um, they oh, call it. that's all right, because Birmingham were really used to hearing the police sirens. <laughs> yeah, they played that in Brum, and Arthur Crown, oh, fucking hell, better get out, lad. <laughs> fucking Scorper. Scott Steiner. <laughs> Mum, oh, we do the wrestling. Fucking Scott Steiner was there. <laughs> that's what the West Midlands heard that weekend in 2001. Oh. Mum, fucking Scott Steiner turned up. No way! All right. Yeah, mate, fuck me, Scott Steiner! All right, Harry Enfield, what else happened? <laughs> uh, Scott Steiner pulled a fan out of the crowd and put him in the recliner. <laughs> said, <laughs> he said, I won't let go of this stupid brummy until I get a title shot. <laughs> Brett, come out here and give me a title shot, otherwise I'm just going to keep this lad in the recliner all night. 
threat didn't come out and Scott just let go and walked off. <laughs> he came out again later in the night and started beating everybody up ringside with a pipe. <laughs> and then Brett said, all right, I'll put you in the main event. So, <laughs> so we got, oh, we got Road Dog versus Jeff Jarrett versus Scott Steiner. Um, <laughs> Which Jarrett retains, and then Brett puts him in the sharpshooter. Off we go to London for December the third. They would say apparently this was going to be for a home video release. They had commentary over the PA again, Mm. and I think we had a big discussion about this. I'm not a fan. Mm. I think it should. I think it, it distracts. Uh, Conan spent the whole night over the loudspeaker commentary just taking the piss out of everybody <laughs> who wrestled. Very similar show. Steiner cut in a promo. Apparently made fun of the death of George Harrison, which people said, that's a bit far, mate. <laughs> I put what? a fan in a recliner. Yay! Beat the shit out of people ringside with a pipe. Yay! Yay! George Harrison's dead. Whoa. <laughs> I'll be yelled at we had the guy in the recliner. <laughs> It was Harrison in the... George Harrison's dead. Like, ooh. <laughs> oh, I got easy, lads. <laughs> Where'd that come from? What if it was George Harrison in the recliner? Did we think of that? Brett comes out and says, all right, you leave George Harrison alone. <laughs> He's the best drummer in the Beatles. Brett... <laughs> 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 you can take the piss out of Ringo. <laughs> Can't touch George. So Brett says, I'll tell you what. If He says, Steiner, if you win this eight-man battle royal, I'll give you a title shot at the next show. He's in the Battle Royal with Conan, Norman Smiley, Road Dog, Luna Vachon, Gangrel, Crowbar, and Stevie Ray. And Road Dog wins. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then... Brett then comes out, signs a tag match with Steiner and Road Dog, and two partners that they're choosing. This leads to Brian Christopher teaming with Road Dog in the main event to face Scott Steiner and Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> And then Brian Christopher pitched Jarrett and then Brett was in the <laughs> So even way. after like I get like Jarrett's cheats to win against Road Dog and Red Sons, I'm happy, but Jarrett's getting pinned, then he's getting put in the sharpshooter. Yeah, get, get fucked. And then Jerry Fuck you and George Harrison. And then Jerry Boras said we'll be back in May. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Hey, he didn't say what year. No. He said, no, no, I think you missed that we misheard him. We may be back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. Oh. oh, I have actually a slither of XWF news because whilst courting an offer from the XWF, Hulk Hogan is apparently courting an offer from WWC. On Puerto Rico. Yeah. Carlos Colon and Ray Gonzalez both talked about Hulk Hogan being close to reaching deals with them for their end of year show. Uh-huh. Well, tell I know, though, sorry, the, the beginning of the next year's show, they, he, they want him to headline on the 6th of January, either as a face uh, uh, against Carlos Colon or as a heel against Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Mm, so neither will happen. Neither will happen. Now, Billy Silverman, former referee. WCW referee. Uh, he did an interview on a New York radio station about his short run in WWF post oh, yeah. buyout. Sounds like he had a horrible time. Um, oh. There was a story about him getting ribbed by the WWF locker room. Get this, right? Billy Silverman had a ticket to fly to a show. 
and decided uh, to upgrade his ticket. Ah, I've heard stories like off this. Off his yeah. own dime, because I want to fly in a higher class. Apparently, this is against this fucking boys ah. protocol. And everybody was angry with him for it. And therefore, they said, right, because you've upgraded your ticket and you, you have the right to sit with The Undertaker, you've now got to buy liquor and drinks for all the wrestlers. As a result, he got held up for hours at Canadian Customs and was late to the show. He got to the show and... Uh, he sp- and he, as soon as he was there, everybody was still like, yeah, you fucking stepped out of line. So he just walked out. He just went, he went up to uh, Dennis Brent, who was working under Jim Ross at Talent Relations, told him what had happened. And Dennis Brent just said, ah, you just got to go along with it. To which he went, no, I fucking don't. See ya. And he left. Oh, good for him. Good, good for, enough. Good, good for, for him. Man children. Ridiculous. I just, I hate hazing. It's so, it's juvenile. It's good if you know what the rules are. So wait, wait, I'm, I'm not allowed to pay my own money to upgrade, am I not? All right. It's just, uh-huh. You can't sit with The Undertaker, even though you paid money to sit there. Fucking childish. Pricks. Yeah, because I like to think of myself, these situations are like, oh, yeah, Bradshaw, what are you going to do about it? Whatever, I'm not going to take this. Now nah, I would have been like, Billy, like, nah, yeah, all right. <laughs> I think I'll do something else. Yeah, I think that's it. I think we all know how we would have been. Some people would have just gone, oh, it's a bit of fun with the boys. I'm in with the lads. And I think you and I would have just gone, actually, I'm just going to leave. Ah, fuck you. I'm going to get the the plane to Russia, Moscow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. See what you did there. So, yeah, I don't know. Did he pass away not long ago, Billy Silverman? I don't really know. If he did, then best wish. I don't don't really know. Fair enough. I would expect you to know that. Um, There is heat backstage between Vince McMahon and Paul Levesque. This is a story well, that I could read in 2001 and 2023. It's December. You've got to be heat backstage. It's freezing outside. <laughs> Sorry, what's happening? It's so cold that Blue Cane has just been invented. Yeah, he's my pick for Hall of Fame this week. So there is heat between Hunter and Vince McMahon backstage. Now, figure four wrestling say they aren't exactly on the best of terms after Vince made the call to turn Austin babyface. Triple H was pushing for Austin to stay heel through WrestleMania. The original plan was for him to come back as a babyface and win the belt from Steve Austin at WrestleMania, paying off the story they started in 2001. Not true. Not true. However, now Austin's a babyface. That plan seems to be out the window, and Triple H is not a happy camper. Oh. And rightly so, because that would have made him that would have made sense to have finished that feud off in that way. Yes, but he's been away for a long time. He has, but like what's you know. Three months now. What's three months between friends? Just say it. It's, been, it's only been three months. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. There's oh. three months left until. Oh, I see. Well, it's not as if you know they're going to bring in some uh, three of the biggest stars of all time. And uh... well, anyway, what's next? Tickets for the WWF's next UK pay-per-view show, Insurrection, have already sold out. Nine thousand three hundred and eight seats, all gone within twenty-one minutes. Now, Jesus. this is iconic because this will be the last ever WWF show. That's right, yes. Mm-hmm. It's the last one. And so, well done if you bought a ticket. You're part of a, a random pub quiz answer. <laughs> you lucky thing. Yep, and it's, it's okay. Look, that's easily the only noteworthy thing that comes out about that show. Literally nothing else noteworthy comes out. It is just a, it is a house show with good lights, essentially. Final bit here. I didn't even know this was a thing. The World Wrestling Federation announced on Monday the beginning of the production of a $250 million motion picture chronicling the rapid rise and fall of the XFL. 
The movie will be about more than just football, says Chairman. Linda. <laughs> During a press conference at WWF New York, presumably over some steaming hot bowls of hardcore yeah. holly pasta. It's some circuit wires for Linda. <laughs> <laughs> the film is going to focus not only on the on-field action, but also the behind-the-scenes drama, including the nights my husband had to cope with the fact that every non-wrestling venture he's ever undertaken, from concerts to bodybuilding federations, has failed and cost him untold millions. <laughs> she also probably went on to say that his pecker's tiny. McMahon, say, McMahon says she's expecting the film to gross over $400 million, both domestically and internationally. <laughs> she, says, she says, we lost some money with the league. <laughs> Gross understatement. But we feel this film and the accompanying soundtrack will more than offset those initial losses. Spoiler, we'll never get a film about the exit. Yeah, the chance of this film and the, the music on the soundtrack are the same as my thoughts. No chance in hell. <laughs> that is the wrestling news on this day. Bloody hell. In the year of our Lord, 2001, A Space Odyssey. We now traverse over that way to my left and everybody's left. That's right. Matthew, accompanied by another Richard Land satellite feed. Oh, you got the satellite. No, I'm so excited you got the satellite feed because this episode of SmackDown seemed to run short on the network by mm. about 10 minutes. Mm. Oh, well, let's see why that so is. Do you think you might have a reason why? I may do. Ooh. I'm building suspense. Excellent. I'm doing a vampire voice for some reason. Uh -huh. mm. I want to suck your cock. And... <laughs> Did I get Stop it? reading Lennon's emails. Did I get it wrong? Um, <laughs> the WF are in Chicago, Illinois, at the Allstate Arena. And Tony Chimmel introduces Al Roker. Aruka Jr. put here from Man Cow Radio Show to the live crowd. He lets us know that Kurt Angle will be on their show tomorrow morning, so listen to it, please. Ooh. The crowd boos. <laughs> very, very popular, Al Ruka Jr. Um, so we get some dark matches before the Sunday Night Heat tapings. Oh, excellent. With Brock Lesnar pinning Rico Constantino, who has no gimmick or sideburns at this point, with a running power slam at 3 minutes 11. After the match, Lesnar hits a second power slam got something in him, I think, that Brock. I think yeah. he might do all right as a cowboy. Yeah. Uh, Rico has a big, dark mullet. And uh, Brock, as he's in the ring, makes his titties bounce. <laughs> Sunday Night Heat. Taz defeats Funaki via submission with a Taz mission. Hey, they remember their Sunday Night Heat feud from a few weeks ago. That's nice. There's nothing yeah, here. In this put match. a bit of time into it. <laughs> yeah, well done. Billy Gunn and Chuck Palumbo defeated Tajiri and Spike Dudley. When Palumbo pinned Spike with a jungle kick, it says here, after Spike hit the Dudley dog on Gunn. Billy and Chuck now have matching red gear. They're not gay yet, but they will learn. Uh, Jeff Hardy pinned Perry Saturn with a swanton in five minutes. Perry is thankfully growing his beard back. Woohoo. Jeff has a beard too. Of course he does. He's a goth twink. She's at home. <laughs> Tony Chimmel shields the 2002 WF calendar. While the ring crew stitches the ring around and Lillian sings the anthem, because it's 2001, as was the style at the time. As was the style, isn't it? Uh, Tony Chimmel does not explain why the WF calendar only goes up to uh, April and then changes into WWE after that. Uh, Cole heads out. Is, Cole's uh, walkout music for commentary is Puddle of Mud Control, which I thought was funny. Angelo gets a huge pop as he thanks the crowd for coming. They cheer loud and Cole says, Good crowd tonight! As... <laughs> Lawler says terrorists are bad to the live crowd. <laughs> it's a little preamble that JR had beforehand, but now Lawler's doing it. So, you know, JR's also just here and stuff. It's like, well, you know, they can't tear our way of life apart 
They can try and do whatever, but this, blah, blah, blah. and all just gets to the ring goes, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> just cut straight to the point, crack on with the yeah. show. I like it. So the satellite feeds, the first time I listened to one of these, these are the, if you've got a big old dish in your back garden, you can point it and you can get the feeds as they're, as it's happening. They record this all live, I guess, and some sort of feed and can pick it up. And this is shown, edited two days later. So this is all the uncut stuff. Ooh. They, there was still something like that recently because do you remember at the start mm. of the pandemic when there was a live feed That's of right. SmackDown and when they went to a break, everyone just stopped wrestling? Well, of course. And people like up in arms about it. I'm like, why, why would they be wrestling? Yeah, there's no one watching. There's no one watching. I don't know why that got, how, I don't know how that got out. I assume, I, that, I wasn't, was, I wasn't... I assume that was a wrestler or a production person backstage. No, but I, like I thought cameras, it was a live feed that somebody was getting. Who the fuck is using a satellite feed to watch Thunderdome era Raw? <laughs> I would. Oh, that. of course, wrestling fans. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I wasn't mad at it. I'm, I'm with you. I, I just, I just thought I was. It was a curiosity. I wasn't mad at it at all. I'm like, yeah, don't need to wrestle. Chill out. Take yeah. it easy. You, you, you know, you put your body through a lot. Let's, yeah. And we're in the middle of a fucking plague. Let's, let's calm down here. Yeah, like call the holiday right free, now. Bless you for even doing it. Yeah. Mm. So SmackDown. We get the drank recap that starts the show rather than shows up later on, which is nice. Vince McMahon tells The Rock he's facing Kurt Angle and Vince, and Vince tonight in the main event. It's a tag match. And it's going to be fair because Rock is teaming up with Trish. Ah, because Rock saved Trish from Rock. What? From Vince last SmackDown. Oh, and if Rock loses, Rock has to join the Kiss My Ass Club because WF is going all in on Vince's buttocks. In the match, Trish is knocked down by Kurt but she low blows him and gets a hot tag to Rock, who knocks down the ref. Well done, Rock. Trish is better than you. Jericho interferes to strike Rock down before he leaves to the crowd. Rock kicks out anyway, and Jericho, you've been bookered. <laughs> Vince chases Trish to the back, but Austin appears and scares Vince at heading back to the ring to get pinned via Rock Bottom. Rock makes pucker faces while Vince stares boggle-eyed, as this means that Vince has to kiss Rock's ass tonight. Now, the WWF Women's Champion legging it from Vince McMahon, in hindsight, is very silly. Oh, no. But thank God the men's champion is there to chase Steve Austin, to chase Vince McMahon away. Now, the mm -hmm. Rock and Trish romance angle, we need to touch on this because we, we never get a chance again. So, uh, because Rock saved Trish, on Raw, there was... I, I, do you know when two people are so unbelievably charismatic that they're like oil and water? Yes. That's what we had with Rock and Trish, right? <laughs> they go backstage and Trish meets Rock backstage. They have a little bit of a joke about what happened. And Trish says, I wanted just to say thank you. And she gives The Rock a kiss on the cheek. And The Rock's like, well, if that's how you say thank you, let The Rock show you how I say you're welcome. Predating Moana hey. by about 15 years. And he then describes, as he's doing it, he puts his arm around Trish, he pulls her hair back, he leans in, and they kiss. Like a long kiss, long, passionate kiss, and Trish is all doughy-eyed. And then The Rock turns his back on Trish completely, in a room on their own, in theory, turns his back on Trish, looks straight down the camera, and gives the people's eyebrows. <laughs> so utterly cunty. <laughs> and just... We, this weird non-charisma between two very charismatic humans. Um, Bruce Pritchard shared on his podcast that Vince McMahon was always hesitant about putting top baby faces in romance angles because it can cause the fans to turn on them. Uh, mm. And this is um, what led to the Rock and Trish's, Trish's thing being ended relatively quickly. I think we get one more segment that teases it. 
I get it as well. Uh, the idea at the moment, because wrestling fans at the moment are just very, women, Trish, I fancy Trish. So that's what they do. It's the noise they all make, yeah. including you. Don't yeah. pretend you don't. You listen to this going, yeah, don't sound like that. You fucking do. Um, <laughs> easy to say that when, the, when they can't get me. Um, yes, yes, it is. Um, the Special Birmingham. <laughs> Scott Storm, you see ya? Uh, <laughs> but the idea that Trish, like the idea of, of people, like, for the female fans, the idea of The Rock being accessible and a singleton, and the idea of Trish being single and accessible, uh, that's the appeal. So therefore, putting them together, of course people are going to turn on them. Well, I fancy one of them. Can't have them now. Boo! Yeah. Get it? Yeah, that's one of the issues with like an idol culture and stuff like that in the east and things like that it's like no 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 you're not allowed to have any partners or or mm. they'll turn on you yeah they yeah because you know they want they want you to feel that yeah. you're that's, that's why that's why, that's why i'm single so is tom he's just gonna prefer the money I just, yeah i just yeah. i'm just pretending that uh just the tax benefit <laughs> uh, wee witty woo alex what? actually told me the oh, day sorry. to stop talking about <laughs> to which i will continue to do this so is my person. because we we bumped into, um, I don't know whether Mike listens to this. Hello, Mike. Uh, we bumped into uh, a lovely gentleman on his way into town the other day who listens to the classic Raw review. Oh, no. We were chatting away about it. So he said, oh, I love listening to you in Atkins. He didn't mention you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you might have done. And then Alex was with me. And I went, oh, um, I said, oh, by the way, this is. And he went, ah, the good lady. <laughs> ah. And she was like, you keep mentioning me on <laughs> So I don't know if I want you to. <laughs> no disrespect to Mike at all. Mike was lovely, and he, she even said Mike was nice. But she was—I think she's—I think she always finds it a bit strange when people yeah, go, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." People know who I am. It's very strange. The good lady. The good lady. The good lady. Mike, you were a gentleman. It was an honour to meet. Hey, lady. Hey, lady. Have you seen Scott Steiner? Uh, we are seventy-two hours before vengeance. Seventy-two hours, three days. With the main event of Rock and Austin versus Angle and Jericho tonight, and we start off hot with Edge, the IC champion, accompanied by Rob Zombie's "Never Gonna Stop," the Sinister Surge. Out now. <laughs> On Raw, Taz talks from WF New York and tells <laughs> and tells him Edge isn't at WF New York. He is uh, okay. Edge then spears Regal. I've done a very bad job of recapping this. I do apologize. You have Taz shit. on the Titan. Taz on Titan talking to William Regal. Who's in the arena. That's right. And Regal is looking up at the big Titan Tron where Taz is on. Uh, Edge then spears Regal. Funny enough, uh, and just that is all a big distraction. So the setup here is Taz is talking down to the camera. So obviously it appears the Titan Tron is this giant head as if he's there. Yeah. <laughs> as if he's Krang from the Ninja Turtles. I bet Taz talking to Regal. It. And never... Regal looking up going, huh? And then obviously Edge comes through the, the, the thing and spears him. Taz and loved like, it. He's never been taller. Yeah. <laughs> Look twice his weight. He looked like 5'3". Anyway, Edge is teaming up with the Can't new... Can't Taz chokes you out one day. It's going to be so much fun. You'll need a ladder. With the new <laughs> team of Kane and Big Show. AK, Creative has nothing for you guys right now, so you're coming together. <laughs> They're against the Dudley Boys and Regal. Regal gets checked before the match to make sure he's not holding the brass knucks. Lola, Lola, Lola offers to strip search Stacy because he's a creep. He has yeah. a, he's a creep. He doesn't belong here. <laughs> Edge gets worked over by the ring is still smoky from the Duds entrance. That's twice that's happened now. Big mm. Show on the ring apron looks like the death egg appearing through the clouds <laughs> of the Sonic. The comic cartoon. Comic, whatever. Shut up, you idiot. <laughs> it's true. He does. The, he loves big eggs. 
Hot tag to Cade. Sorry, Cade. As he clears house, Bugdun's clothesline him outside, which brings in Big Show to a big pop. Stacy tries to distract Show, but she gets scared of Kane and heads in to nearly get spanked by Show to massive pops and jizz from the crowd and Lawler. I Dudley's... spent most of my childhood being spanked by the death egg. Suddenly's <laughs> 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 double flapjack Big Show because the 3D looks hard on him. Uh, Kane. Kane takes the 3D instead, but Regal uses his brass knucks on show to take him out. Oh, but it doesn't matter because Edge lands the execution DDT on Regal. Nice run of finishes there at the end, that trademark SmackDown special finishing sequence. Crowd really likes Big Show getting teased than doing two things. So, yeah, nice little hot opener here. Do you know what I like about the the, the first part of this SmackDown is... Was it the Sonic reference? The Sonic reference, obviously. But the, the in the second hour, the main feature is... Is the Rock and Vince McMahon the Kiss My Ass Club segment? But because it's eight o'clock, they can't say ass. <clears throat> so oh, they I find a yes. million different ways to to plug the the segment without saying ass. I think they run through every possible word You're for a right, bottom. Yes, Isn't and then as soon as it like ticks over, it's like and it's also the the double standard of the time whoa we can't have that ass kissing segment being mentioned anyway big show's about to spank stacy <laughs> that's fine usa <laughs> uh, kurt angle backstage anxiously waits for vince <clears throat> to show up oh but here he is um because if vince hadn't shown up angle would have had to kick rock's ass himself Vince has a sore throat, but he reckons he can make Rock kiss his ass tonight instead with his master plan. Okay, just a do you, do you first like, segment of many. Do you like the bit where like they're they're chatting and they're going through the promo, and then a plane flies overhead, so they just patiently stop and wait for yeah. the jets to go into the distance before yeah. continuing. Like we're doing this in one take, pal. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> when are you gonna uh, when are you gonna tell me your plan about the Rock? No. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> So. Was it a plane or was it the death egg leaving? <laughs> yeah, it's lost his match. Like, I'm, I'm going now. Go beat the traffic. <laughs> Kane and uh, his tag team partner, uh, the uh, death egg. <laughs> Thank you, Chimmel. No, the Death Egg's leaving because he got the heat. The woman's gravy uh, bowl uh, invitational. Uh, satellite feed stuff. Michael Cole gets excited at the prospect of the Boomer Sumo music playing to bring out JR. And Lola doesn't seem to know or care about what he's talking about. <laughs> he's like, you know, that theme song they play for JR every time. He's like, oh, they do that now, right? Oh, I've been Jay. away for a bit, you know. Uh, on Raw, Matt Hardy did a leg drop during his tag team match, but Jeff made a blind tag and did a swanton to win. So Matt is backstage, and he's pissed, I think. It's hard to tell with these guys. And the two try to act until Lita gets shoved by both men because she won't shut up. Matt immediately says, look what you did to Jeff, and demands Lita be the guest ref for their match on pay-per-view because he reckons she doesn't love him. Then Matt thinks Jeff is a little jealous because Matt has a singles opportunity tonight against RVD, and Jeff doesn't. Jeff is happy he has it because he's looking forward to winning it from Matt on the pay-per-view. Matt, Matt's like, no chance because Marlita is the ref. 
None of these guys can act the way out of a paper bag. I'm glad these guys have so many acting segments together to prove this. It is god awful. Fuck every time these these three get. To, it's such a waste of the hardest. You know, I think I preferred when they were losing in the opening match every week. This is dreadful. So did Bruce have anything to say about? Okay, The Rock and Trish don't have any chemistry. What about these? You'd think that I haven't heard anything, but I think that Bruce Pritchard would would resonate with us and go, "Look, they were trying their best, and they really yeah. were." I think. The best chemistry is in Jeff's bedroom. <laughs> the bag says, don't look at this, mum. They were keen to get the Hardys to the next level. And I think to do that, they wanted to give them sort of a sports entertainment-y storyline. But they just have not got the chops for what they're trying to do. They just no. haven't. And Jeff still can't act. It's amazing how charismatic he is, considering he can't. <laughs> yeah, it's true. There's, there's, you know, char- charisma is an energy. It's not a, it's not a talent sometimes. Yeah. Kurt Angle offers Vince a mint. No, it's a lozenge. It's not a mint, technically. No, it's a throat lozenge is not a mint. Ah. Throat lozenge is like a strepsil. They're not the same class as... uh, Not the same species as I wouldn't put... I've always thought that they were. No, I would put mints and throat lozenges in different classes. It is, because you have a mint. And that also has some stuff in maybe peppermint, and that will also make your throat feel nice. So I think I've put the two together. But you're a right, herb, there's different yeah, things there's, there, though, isn't it's it? A, but, but, a, but a mint is initially designed, the, the peppermint quality is designed to freshen the breath, whereas a lozenge will have, a, have a, a sterilizing effect uh, and, a, and a numbing effect that will help make the throat better. I that wouldn't class sense. a mint as a lozenge. Hmm. This is this conversation is more this. interesting than this segment. It sadly is. Look, he expositions the concept of the Kiss My Ass Club while he's doing it. Vince spits his lozenge out to shut Kurt Angle up and says his plan involves lugs, the feet that kiss ass when called upon for having tongue. Wait, that doesn't work. RVD beats Christian to retain the hardcore title and Raw. No, go back. You can't end the lug plug with this. A tongue, is, a tongue ain't lips. That'd be licking ass and lugs don't lick lips. Lug plug. Woo. Every day, Matthew botches a lug plug. Woo! <laughs> Nothing can distract from that, surely. Oh, wait. RVD versus Matt Hardy for the hardcore title is sponsored by, are you ready? Foot Locker, <laughs> Madden 2002, and by Christ, Mobile Suit Gundam. A word said by Michael Cole on SmackDown in 01. I was not ready for Gundam getting a plug. Did they not do the thing on the satellite version where they go, what the fuck is a Gundam? No. This time, uh, Cole was ready. <laughs> Cole's prepared. He's a journalist. He's obviously a Gundam fan. Oh, clearly. He's a little nerdy fuck. <laughs> anyway, Lola is upset. Lita has left the arena because she's had enough of the Hardys tonight. Lola no-sells all the emotional drama they're going for and just yells, I want to see her puppies and hope she wears a black and white striped thong for her refereeing role on Sunday, which is something you go, oh, Lola, you're perv. But I'm thinking, I think she actually did that. I think she did, yeah. So it's like, all right, pervert, you win this one. At the behest of the pervert. Yeah. So this match, Matt uses the ladder to crotch RVD outside in a spot you don't see very often, probably with good reason. We don't see uh, RVD's tie-dye 420 jockstrap. I guess that's whatever. Uh, I'll take CT over bollock damage any day of the week. <laughs> RVD sends a large locker on wheels. I didn't know what to call this. It was uh, a it was a trundle case. I think a trundle I, case. I, I think it's called a trundle case. It's the the big metal cases they use to yeah. take all the equipment. Like those droids in the Death Star. Don't appear to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Rather than trip over unsuspecting guards. A large locker on wheels. A trundle to Matt, and he straddles it like a bronco. 
with it slowly heading towards the edge of the ramp before <laughs> RVD saves Matt's life by leg dropping Matt on it. I could not, but that was, that, I genuinely thought Matt was going to die. The days of being young and wrecked, like, oh, whatever. Whatever. It'll just, yeah, we'll use that spot with the box on wheels. I'll put you one, and obviously the box on wheels will be stationary. <laughs> of course it'll be fine. <laughs> it like, won't go anywhere when I stop uh -oh. pushing it. Uh-oh. Matt tries to come off the ladder with a chair, so RVD turns it into a Van Dominator to retain. They did some interesting looking things here, but they also looked a little flat at the same time, if that makes sense, but I appreciate them getting on the box. Uh, anyway, Old Man River heads out to sneak attack RVD, with Undertaker <laughs> walking slower than Matt moves in 2023. Undertaker does the RVD taunt and manages to finish it without needing a break. Well done. Uh, the new and improved Undertaker yells Lawler. <laughs> It's taken a little pervert. Barely new, barely improved. What did you think of this little I liked, soiree? I liked his flannel. <laughs> Undertaker's wearing flannel now. Flannel taker, as we'll now call him. So I thought fun. Van Damme and Matt had a fun match. I love the finish with the Van Dominator off the ladder. I thought that was really nicely done. Mm. Uh, I thought they had... I, Matt often gets sort of typecast as the wrestler and not the, the balls to the wall risk taker mm. and I think to Matt Hardy's standards he risk took here which I thought was nice and then uh, as you say Booger Red rocks up in his flannel to make us all go home happy Booger Red Booger off hey. <laughs> in the satellite feed Michael Cole chants the RVD chant to mock the crowd he goes RVD RVD <laughs> and then asks JR who was obviously not doing commentary but he's backstage on a headset how much bourbon he has in him right now because he's flying tonight Lola asks, hey, can you stay overnight with hit with me? <laughs> Anybody? JR? Cole? And no one takes him up on it. <laughs> yes, they're all flying out and he's staying there overnight. So it's oh, like, oh. So he was a bit lonely. Yeah, he's like, come on, hang out with me. He's like, no. Nah. So is JR, so how much bourbon have you got, Michael Cole asked JR? Yeah, because he's flying tonight. I imagine he's drinking now, so he'll be asleep during the play. This might I, I am explain... not insinuating that JR is drunk during this. Well, it but... might explain something. <laughs> That I Nowadays, I could imagine him being a little <laughs> drunk. Ah, yeah, you know, I'm going to move. Respectfully. Yeah, for, at least he to recovers because, you know, just him being on AW Collision and being, and he can only do the last match. And then it was just like Nigel McGuinness going, Wow, JR, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, another great point, JR. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a drain. Like you. He had his own collision earlier in the day. He did, yeah, yeah, he was full of bourbon. Uh, I imagine Lawler will uh, entertain himself by counting puppies to fall asleep. <laughs> uh, we also get an advert for Triple H appearing on Mad TV alongside Will Sasso's Steve Austin impression, which would appear on SmackDown for real in a few years' time. Now, I've apparently, the Mad TV appearance by Triple H, the majority of people who were in the crowd sort of got what Triple H was doing. He was just playing Triple H in it. But there was a section of people going like, well, this guy's a bit of an arse. <laughs> like, had trouble to separate yeah. the two. It was... Did you ever see the Mad TV Bret Hart stuff? No. They did it where it was like, Bret did a work shoot. <laughs> I know, on a comedy show. On a skit that was going nowhere, Will Sasser was Jesse Ventura. And like Bret Hart's being his bodyguard dude. But he does this bit where like, he's like, the thing is, he's intimidating people. He's like, so Jesse, what about the, what about the government spending on this? And then it's like, oh, go get him, Bret. And then Brett's like, shut up, idiot. But then like, it, like, the, the person he's doing it to is like, hey, get off me, you're being too you're stiff. And then like, hey, get off him, Brett. And Brett just goes, Rawr! and starts pushing people around and like chair shots to him. But people are like reacting with like a, with, hey, that's cool. And whoa, and what's happening? 
Does he then put Jeff Jarrett in the sharpshooter? I mean, he puts, that's it. They try to make it look real. They put Will Sasso in the sharpshooter. He's like, wait, hang on, hang on. You, you've crossed over now. So it's just silly. But at the end, they do like, well, thanks for watching Mad TV. We'll be next week. Bye. Wait, wait, wait. Thing. Brent sneak attacks like the end of NXT. Like, Will then. <laughs> and then Hans out goes, how do you like those apples? And just runs off. He's like, what is going on? <laughs> well, if you're just a dude who just watch, I want to see some. Stuff that's a bit like Saturday Night Live, but not as good. Let's see what's happening. Why? <laughs> There's a wrestler there, and he attacked Will Sasso, and he was a dick. <laughs> anyway, gave us that five-star match on uh, Nitro. Uh, Vince says something about using a suppository on Rock tonight. Yes, yeah, angle so cracks up. The crowd strongly disagrees. My notes were, Vince says these lozenges are nice. He wants to put it up the Rock's ass. Kurt thinks this is brilliant. <laughs> these segments are especially awful tonight. This is a company that's really lost its way. <laughs> we'll wing it. We'll wing it. You get you're like, oh, we can't wing it. Shit. Uh, on Monday Night Raw, Scotty Too Hottie, star of North, chair shots test, which allows him, no, it allows Albert even, the Baldo bomb test to get a win for this new hot mediocre team. So here come the hot hippos, as Albert wants to be called the hip hop hippo. Whatever you say, Albert. <laughs> Teflon Test is here, as Cole calls him, <laughs> with his immunity making him invincible. They called him Teflon because he got panned. <laughs> Matthew's good line of the week. <laughs> Test is they called him Teflon because they made an egg on him. <laughs> Tom ruins no, the not you. line of the week. No, not you. Not you. No, no, no. Go, go away, Big Show. <laughs> egg! Hey. <laughs> I've already got my street gear Whoa! on. I've already got my gear, but take my gear off. He's got the Zubaz. <laughs> I've worn my best clothes. Well, who's just coming out for limbo? Oh, it's the 60 foot tall death egg. <laughs> it's Zubaz. Think <laughs> of the death egg getting out of a limbo. <laughs> Stupid. Egg up, Trish. Da, 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 da. Yeah, they had to cancel the death egg. Trish Strauss loves thing because they start no chemistry. <laughs> Trish snogging the death egg. <laughs> she, she was so hot, he, he would fry. <laughs> oh, jeez. Death egg's been undefeated because he hasn't got any shoulders. <laughs> then he's protected as well because he's a death egg, so he has his soldiers. <laughs> Oh. Being accompanied uh, to the ring by his soldiers. <laughs> if you pin the show, the soldiers to them, uh, move on for the love of God. You think that's bad? I'll One put... of the soldiers breaks oh. off and becomes bread. This is a bread. 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 You said bread. This is a bread. This is a bread. I said bread. This sound like breast. You said this is a breast. I said bread. Because you're doing the test thing. This is a bread. 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 This is a bread. I meant bread. Not breast. Look, we're the two breasts here, right? Two right pair of tits. Big tit. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Test is teaming up with Christian tonight, and I think they're teaming up because you know who else was tested? Christ in the desert. <laughs> he was panned as well. <laughs> just pan hit him with a pan. <laughs> pan just pilot, am I right? <laughs> Jerry it's been 2023 years, we're still waiting for Jesus to get his heat back. Oh, <laughs> Jerry Lawler does a weird <laughs> bit where he asks what the capital of Brussels is. Because it ain't Sprouts. Cole says, you dummy. Brussels is the capital of Belgium. Lawler's like, well, Christian doesn't know either. And he's the European champion. All right. They're not all Al Snow. As soon as you get the European championship, you're suddenly like, ah, I know all of Europe. That should be what happens. Christian just going up to people backstage. He goes, no, a couple of Luxembourgs, Luxembourg. <laughs> Someone has a forgive me Uncle Eric sign in the front row to the left. That's a cool thing to make a sign of. That's when uh, Catless Jack did that famous angle in ECW where he wore two sh- Was it three shirts or two? Anyway, he had two shirts on at least. One of them had the, uh, he was, he's doing his, yay, WWE's awesome storyline thing, which is amazing. He had the Dungeon of Doom shirt, which had like Kamala, Earthquake, I think amazing. Sullivan. And like, Ugh! So I think Tommy Dreamer like pulls his, shirt off to get rid of that and it was a giant one of Eric Bischoff um, underneath and on the back it said forgive me Uncle Eric <laughs> so yeah yeah so then Tommy pulled that one up so then Eric's face was over Cactus's face so he hit it with a chair so then Cactus <laughs> blended like Eric was bleeding they bloody loved that I bet no, oh, oh, so so cool anyway yes yeah, someone did a sign of that which is nice do you know who else is in the crowd tonight I forgot to mention this during my bit at the start of the news Josh Josh Matthews? Oh. Matthews. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> Just some I'm, guy I'm named quoting, Josh. I'm quoting Sable from XWF who called him, we've got some big stars, young talent, upcoming Stopa stars, like Josh. And breast. <laughs> and breast. So Josh is in the crowd, but they don't show him. <laughs> what if his name had been breast? <laughs> breast! <laughs> it's breast! <laughs> Breast. He's my favorite wrestler. This cool. Is <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish he was a tag team. Yahoo! <laughs> I'm so alone tonight in Chicago. <laughs> gonna hire a prostitute. I'm gonna be like <laughs> <laughs> Test the referee. 
So when Tess grabs the ring ropes doing a sunset flip, Earl Hebner kicks the hands away. Bad officiating. Yeah. He still kicks out, though, because he's Teflon, and he has the hot new Xbox game, <laughs> The Simpsons Road Rage, to play backstage. The game stars Homer, Marge, Bart, and Lisa, as well as Mr. Burns, and several other characters. Well, that's a good, good description. Simpsons Road Rage is similar to Sega's 1999 video game, Crazy Taxi. Yeah, it's funny you say that, because uh, the game received mixed reviews, and... They had to uh, go to court. The similarities led to Sega suing Radical Entertainment and EA for patent infringement. Those settled before going to court. Um, I it, think they may, have, they may have won by going, oh, hang on, it's not tonight, Crazy Taxi. People are playing this game. Oh, it is just a, it was a rip-off of Crazy Taxi. We all just sort of accepted that it was. Yeah. Same way that Hit and Run is a rip-off of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, as I say, like, Crazy Taxi was so outdated, but it became a mini-game in GTA. It's like... Yeah. yeah, you've had your mate. You've had your moment, mate. Crazy tax. In fairness, Albert gets the hot tag and giant swings Christian and looks mildly impressive. Cole points this out and Lola suggests he marry him. <laughs> Holly actually <laughs> manages to finally land the worm. No, he doesn't. Haven't you been paying attention? Of course, he bloody doesn't land the worm as Christian interrupts. However, Albert bombs Christian, but Test big boots Holly to win. And then Test, with his immunity gets up and immediately knocks out El Hebner with the big boot. He can't be fired. <laughs> I have no memory of this little storyline, but that is a cool idea. Matches whatever. Crowd are slowly buying hotty, I guess. What did you think, Tom? I think Scotty looked great in here. I think Scotty was my star of the night. I thought he looked brilliant. They, they love hotty already. It's just the tag team is like, yeah. yeah it's Too just, cool wasn't that long ago. There could have been a bit more of a, a period where they find themselves rather than just going, oh, we're now a team. Like We could have had the story of them Becoming a team, okay. which would have, I think, connected them more with people. Yeah, you you could have just had Scotty versus Albert, and and Albert beats Scotty, but then Scotty faces him again next week, nearly beats him, and Albert beats him again, and then maybe you have Scotty beat Albert again, and this time Tess comes out and beats up Scotty, and Albert finally goes, "Hey, you fucking leave him alone. He's a grafter." And then Albert saves Scotty mm. from beating from Tess, and they become friends. And Scotty is like, "Hey." Do some dances. And Albert's like, no, I'm not dancing. I'll be, your, I'll tag with you, but I ain't dancing. And you build to that. That's like, that'll yeah. take three weeks. Tops. Yeah, that Four makes a lot of stuff. sense, Tom. I like that. And also, it makes sense for TNA to be feuding again. Albert finally feud yeah. with, with Breast. Back together. That's what I got the name. Breast and Albert. Uh, we see The Rock and his ass walking backstage. They zoom in on his bottom. They <laughs> certainly do. He's got one of them. <laughs> as the smack of the night. Has nothing to do with the Doink the Clown Vice Dark Side of the Ring news. Ooh, Matthew, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oof. Jeez. Sweet jeez. Smack of the night. Oh, yeah, I get it, Matthew. All right. It's Vince having to get ready to kiss the rocks. Yada, yada. We, we know. Jesus. Actually, <laughs> mine, mine wasn't. At least mine was, wasn't boring. <laughs> I apologize for that. Uh, during the satellite feed, Cold and Lawler again lose their mind when Chimmel does an announcement for WF merch available. But it doesn't say the WWF. It says WWF. He does it twice and Cole yells, I'm begging him to say it right. He won't look at us now the whole night. No one will laughing at him. Cole takes off the headset to ask him what the name of the company is. <laughs> WWF. Merchandise. Just taking the piss out. How could Jimmel not look? All right, Billy Silverman was right to go, fuck this, fuck these <laughs> losers. But Tony Jimmel, WWF. A woman's champion. Woman, uh, the wo woman's, you have a woman's uh, championship. Woman's uh, WWF. <laughs> Gravy uh, bowler. I, I, I did this for years. I, yeah, I this has been brought in. 
<laughs> I like every day feels like Tony Chibble's first day. <laughs> WWF calendar. And in fact, they would get the F off, so maybe he he knew something. <laughs> and get his, the off out. Here's the rock for, I guess, the main event of the show. There sure is a bunch of pucker up Vince signs in the crowd. Wow, I mean, I've not really enjoyed this little angle I've been doing for the last few weeks, but the crowd certainly are into it. Rock says that this is the Windy City. Oh, no. And the Bears are here. And we look at a big, fat, hairy guy. Oh, sorry, I mean an NFL dude. No, I was right the first time. Brian Erlacher. Sorry, Sam is trying to get our attention. Hey! Uh, Oh, that's exciting. Oh, no worries, mate. Ah, no, you Just I appreciate you. that. Well, you might hear, you might hear some fire alarms being Sa- tested. Sam was waving, but I was going to interrupt my thought. Well, keep that in. That's exciting. There might that. be fire alarms going off, but don't that worry. Is... It is just a breast. <laughs> Will we be walking to a breast? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was Brian Erlacher. Brian Erlacher. No, Brian that was, Erlacher. That was Sam, you silly Billy. No, that was Sam, but that oh, was sorry. Brian Erlacher, uh, who will wrestle in TNA in a few years. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Bloody hell. He'll, so, have, he'll, do, he'll do some in-ring stuff in a couple of years for NWA TNA. Bloody hell. So I made a bad joke here. So the bears are here. We'll get a big, hair, big hairy guy. I go, he, he, he. Uh, then Lola says, yeah, he's no Dick Buckkiss. <laughs> I fucking love that dude's name. <laughs> Dick Buckkiss. One of the legendary NFL dudes. <laughs> Vince ends out and he tells Rock that because he's a billionaire, he doesn't kiss ass. Even the people's ass. Austin interrupts the Titan Tron. Oh, sorry, read the Titan Tron. They yell what a lot. Uh, oh, wait, it turns out Vince's backup plan was Angle, but Austin has beaten him up backstage while yelling what in his face. <laughs> Rock says, well, sucks to be you, to- <laughs> sucks to be you tonight, huh, Vince? So this was the big top secret yeah, plan. That's what I mean. <laughs> Angle's going to be they, the they, they, mute, they moosed over and laughed <laughs> over during lozenges, shared lozenges. This is, right, here's the big plan, right? Just run out and attack Rock. <laughs> That's the plan. We need three segments with that. What a shit plan. <laughs> then Ric Flair heads out and says, if anyone tries interfering in this tonight, they're suspended. And I've put, okay, but what if a really big bridge does a run in? <laughs> what the fuck did I write that for? Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> oh my God, King, it's the really big bridge. <laughs> What's he doing here? And the death egg. <laughs> the death egg and a really big bridge. Chewing out of it objects, just, just <laughs> bobbing towards the Who ring. The fuck, listen to this. Kiss my exhaust match. Rock, the death egg. Rock gets his ass out, and in fairness, Vince's facial expressions are quite amazing, looking like his own spitting image puppet. <laughs> the Rock Lenson says, "Ah, it's okay. You don't have to kick, kiss uh, Rock's ass tonight." And Vince is very happy, but you're kissing someone's ass tonight, and it's going to be a slobber knocker. <laughs> Here comes JR. Dun, 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 dun. All it says, no, no, there's no lips big enough to kiss that ass. It's got more dimples than a golf ball. <laughs> he's from Oklahoma. You know he's going to fart. <laughs> okay, Lola earning his keep. Can you see, as JR walks to the ring here, why I asked about the bourbon consumption? <laughs> Because JR is incredibly <laughs> animated here. So you have the All the, the way spirit. down, it's he, it's like Vince is pissed on his kids. Like all the way down, he's shouting and swearing and st- gets into the ring and he's passing his arms yeah. and going, "You won't kiss my ass!" Like all he, the, it's it's so animated and so angry. Because he kissed Vince's ass a few weeks ago and Undertaker did it. For he him. did, but I was just thought I, it was rare to see JR so animated. Yeah. 
Anyway, JR puts his hat on Vince. <laughs> gets ready. But oh, no, 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 no. This ain't JR's Oscars in time. He's going to give everyone stratisfaction. Lola tells JR not to have a stroke and sit down. Because <laughs> Lola, yeah, because then basically Rock shoes Jim Ross away, who looks yeah. livid about it. He sits next to JR and uh, Jerry Lola, and Lola was like, hey, Jim, it's great to see you. I was pulling for yeah. you. <laughs> I thought it was, do you know what? We, we, we rag on Lola a lot for being shit and creepy, but his, his bit here was yeah. very funny. Uh, Stratisfaction, yeah, that's right. So here comes Trish. Uh, Vince is absolutely ready to kiss Trish's ass and chapsticks up. Uh, Lola says, No tongue, Vince. <laughs> hey, I already did that joke. Vince struts on his knees to kiss Trish's ass, but Rock stops and goes, Whoa, 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 you sick freak. <laughs> Not the first time. Don't be stupid. You think Rock would let you kiss those great asses? Here's the ass. And it's the return of Rikishi. Hey! And JR, as you said, he's been in the bourbon. Pook her up, you no good overbearing bully, he yells. Vince looks like he's been sent to the gallows. Uh, <laughs> not the thing that cuts off your head. I mean, he has to watch a Luke Gallows match. Uh, Lola says, that thing will swallow Vince whole. Vince takes a rock bottom and gets all of the Rikishi's ass as Rock deems the Kiss My Club. What's Kiss My Ass Club over forever? I didn't enjoy this current fascination and emphasis on ass kissing during this period, but if this was the season finale for it, then okay, fair enough. The bad guy did bad, then got his comeuppance. Fair enough. Is that the end of it? I think it is the end of it. Hooray. Um, Rikishi's back. He, he suffered a shoulder injury in March. He's now fully recovered. He's been waiting to go for a little bit, and they just went, tell you what, let's just type this invasion storyline, then we'll bring you back afterwards. And they didn't have an idea in place per se until they realize oh this is how we can end the Vince McMahon kiss my ass club yep. this seems quite obvious I'm keen to know who made the fart noise because you hear a very loud <laughs> over the commentary and I I don't know whether it was Michael Cole or Jerry Lawler or Jim Ross Jim was so wired it could have been I reckon Jim. it was Jim yeah. I reckon it might have been a shoot the amount of bourbon that was in him <laughs> or had nowhere have... else to go he just fell out of his mouth <laughs> We think of the kidneys, the spleen, the lungs. There's nowhere else for it to go, Jack. You're full. Sound of bourbon leaving his mouth. <laughs> this took just over 20 minutes. Mm. A fifth of the show. Yeah. Well, they'd emphasize and build it up, but I guess so. Yeah, so, as I say, right, as a payoff, cool. it's as good as a payoff will get. Yeah. Now, can we stop doing it? No. Uh, <laughs> and the satellite feed, it crowd chants, Green Bay sucks, as Cole and Lola say hi to the Bears. <laughs> The WF Engines can be watched this Sunday. You know it can be watched. It can be watched at WF New York and literally anywhere else. <laughs> and here's Crash Holly for some reason. And he can barely pretend to look confused. Oh, God, does he have resting bitch face on? Oh, he doesn't look happy. Apparently earlier today he had a run-in with Jackie, but the TV version doesn't include it for time reasons. Crash was on the phone and Jackie was like, I'm going to beat you up, idiot. I swear we had this already a few months ago. Um, there was apparently something on Raw in which Crash wished Tristrat as good luck and then in a, a later on played it down as her match as being a girl's match and Jacqueline took exception to it. I swear Crash has already wrestled women before this a month ago and has. it went nowhere and here we have it again. It's Jackie versus Trish at Vengeance but we have a lack of suitable people in the women's division for Jackie to beat up so Crash is getting it. <laughs> Okay, Crash gets some basic stuff in before getting set up in a tree of woe and drop kick right in the balls. Jackie gets a victory roll, but 
uh, Crash kicks out and turns a backdrop into a giant DDT and then inexplicably gets rolled up by Crash. Sorry, check it out. That's horrible notes here. I'm very sorry. Uh, the thing, thing is, Jackie loses to Crash. Yes. Crash has no pay-per-view match and Jackie is wrestling on the pay-per-view against Trish, the women's champion. Jackie smacks Crash afterwards as Cole yells, Jackie is ready for Trish on Sunday. No, she ain't. Now, what was the fucking point of this? All right, so um, during the match, Michael Cole goes, how embarrassing would it be for Crash to be pinned by Jacqueline? Yeah, how dreadful to be a lower mid-carder being pinned by the number one contender for the women's championship. Like, look at it like that. Now, Crash... Didn't pin Jackie clean. There were shenanigans. Uh, Crash had handfuls of tights to get a roll-up on Jackie. Jackie all legal. The referee doesn't see it, it's legal. Jackie immediately rolls back to her feet, and Crash gives it all this. Oh, I beat you. And then Jackie just fucking decks him, and he hits like he falls like Sonic losing his rings from the punch from Jackie. Yeah. I, I, do, do you get the vibe, then, that Crash was reticent to work with Jackie here by his resting bitch I, I Look, I love Crash. I'm one of his biggest fans, but mm. he, he couldn't have it written over his face more if he literally had it and looked like uh, Hakushi from 95. Um, <laughs> and honestly, I'm just going to make it up. I reckon Crash went, do I have to lose to her? Can, can I not pin her? And then she beats me up afterwards. Because it doesn't make any fucking sense. No. A guy so low down the totem pole like Crash. Yeah. Politicking. Oh, no. If he's, low, he's, if he's lower down on the to uh, totem, that means he's got lots of power. <laughs> oh. Yeah, really? It's, yeah, it's a common well, misconception. Wow. I always assumed the higher up the Exactly. Pole. Why wouldn't you? Right? But no, it's uh, lower oh. down the top pole, the more impressive you are. So you are right. Well, the more you know. Uh, anyway, yeah, this is just weird. Uh, Angle talks to Vince on the phone and says, yeah, I'd have run too. I meant it was so hideous. And uh, Vince hangs up. He had more description of Another really Rikishi's pointless Angle segment of Vince. Yeah. He's a weird... Kurt, Kurt to the brother, pointless angle. Uh, Booker, who doesn't work here, so his name should be Unbooked T. <laughs> That's horrible. Talks to Flair about getting his old job back. Flair ain't hiring, sorry. But also, woo, bye Booker. <laughs> Oof, get fucked me. Uh, this yeah. will pay off eventually. Yeah, it we'll get there. Mm. Um, his wife's got a gig though. Yeah. As we'll find out. Well, I've got to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. uh, Undertaker walks past the APA, who's doing their thing. <laughs> he like and it's he so like great. sachets past the APA. So great. Like he, I don't know why. Like said this this one angle, and it's Brad Sean for it going oh cars and beer, and then like Undertaker just like sachets past, them. <laughs> and they look at him, and then he just stops like. You looking at boys? <laughs> it was something. There was a weird energy, a weird vibe about it. Um, but I like the APA standing up to Undertaker. Hang on, yeah. like this, you're being a dick. You could have yeah. come and told us you were being a dick first. You're right, Tom. APA says, do you think you could give us an explanation? Undertaker says, no. <laughs> APA reminds us how they've always been there for him and they've defended the WF. They've been nothing but loyal to Undertaker. Undertaker says, whoa, whoa, whoa. I haven't slapped anyone in the face. I guess you both think JR is better than me, huh? You two both must think you're better than me, bucko. So we immediately go to the battle of the middle-aged slow badasses. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, yeah, we've been with you this whole time, and you just turned with us? Shut up. Shut oh, up. Okay, cheers, mate. And the satellite feed, Cole and Lawler laugh their ass off at the Jack-specific talking ring set, which uses JR soundbites, but he's a bit high-pitched. I assume they sped his audio up to fit it in. And Lola says, he sounds like Porky Pig. And Cole laughs like a goon. <laughs> I looked on this on YouTube and yeah, it is 
Uh, wait a minute, so we can get it up. It is slightly better than the sound bites that JR's done recently uh, for AEW Fight Forever. Yeah, he's fed up. He's leaving the ring. <laughs> and likes from the Titan Tron as Tron Ready action figures One, take you to the next level two, of play. He kicked out. These real scan figures look just like the superstars. WWF Real Sounds Arena brought to you by Jack Specific and licensed by the World Wrestling Federation. He sounds like Jim Crockett era, JR. Nah, yes. They got audio from him from 83. Yeah, he sounds like classic JR. Far more, be uh, far better than the Fight Forever stuff he did. Yeah. This oh, has been God, he's the, the best match I've ever seen. Also, be a great match. Can we Matthew not... versus a uh, bowl of poutine when he's in Canada. <laughs> can, can we can we not redo that, Jr? No, one take, one day. Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, mm. yeah, and there's the howling, laughing. <laughs> like, they just start doing impressions of him, like I oh, kicked out. <laughs> Jr's not listening to this, is he? Poor guy. Well, you can hear them because he's on the headset. He's giving them notes and stuff. So I hope he's telling the kids uh, that. Oh, we get an inset commercial for Roswell. Oh, and it's just emphasizing the women. It's just like. The women of Roswell. Duh, duh, duh. And Lola's like, hey, have you seen the women of Roswell? And he yells about their puppies. Hey, come on, man. The show wasn't about hot young people. It was about aliens who hung out with hot young people. <laughs> Stop getting Roswell wrong. <laughs> Bradshaw is here, and so is Vengeance on WF.com, but only the first 5,000. Again, I can't imagine how shit that sounded and looked in 01. Oh, I bet it was really shit. But good um, for 5,000, I guess. The last time Bradshaw and Undertaker went one-on-one -on -one was April of 1996. We talked about it recently oh, on the Cold Tolic Classic Raw review. Uh, they will go one-on-one on one one in a couple of years' time, multiple occasions, which will see Bradshaw running away from Undertaker for a long time. Yes. Whereas in this occasion, it's always the funny thing about these about wrestlers that find each other under different guises and different persona and how their attitude towards each other changes. So like with like mm. Justin Hope Bradshaw and Uncle Zebekiah were like, yeah, I want to size up to the Undertaker. And Bradshaw here is like, hey, disrespect, I want to size up to the Undertaker. And then a few years' time, JBL's like, I ain't going near the Undertaker, he's a spook. Scary, scary boy. Let me have some money. Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a they go through changes like Ozzy's one. I'm going through changes. Ah, big Brad takes down Undertaker with a shoulder tackle before clobbering Undertaker. <laughs> Undertaker. 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 <laughs> as we're really playing the hits. Undertaker and breast. <laughs> what a team. <laughs> So we're really playing the hits here in the last quarter. Shoulder tackles, ooh, punches. Mm -hmm. Brad gets a hilariously bad ba uh, neck breaker that even post-editing can't fix. It's one of these things where they do the setup and then go, wee, like that, and just loses him in midair. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Bradshaw takes a clothesline as Lola points out that Undertaker's new die job, uh, yes, thanks for pointing that out, he looks even older than he did before. <laughs> You can't associate that look with, like, he looks young. It's like he's trying to hide it. He's trying, yeah, when you try and look younger, you always end up looking older. Yeah. Not much happens until Farouk tries to take Undertaker's bike while he's smoking a cigar. <laughs> oh, he does take <laughs> it. I've written here. I was very excited yeah. here. Because Undertaker's like, hey, that's mine. And it's like, no one's going to do that to the Undertaker, right? Then Farouk does it. Congratulations to, to Farouk on becoming the new Milky Bike Kid. Hey. <laughs> Proud of you, mate. Imagine that advert, like... Oh no, we got no food. Wait, yeah. it's Farouk! <laughs> Damn! Are <laughs> oh, these kids? Yay! 
Our favourite hot young superstar. No, it's good. You listen to me, Uncle Tom. Get yourself some Milky Bars. <laughs> we used to call Ahmed Johnson Sam, Uncle Tom all Sam's the got time. This promo. Oh, you had to see him on a live wire. Ahmed Johnson in the studio and Brooke's just like, oh, oh. I heard your wife the other day talking about how could she, she couldn't be with a guy who was only half a man. I hope you hope a kidney works. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. He's like, oh, he's just ragging. Oh, he was so good on the mic. Uh, Where can we get chocolates from? We are the nation. <laughs> what a weird yeah. juxtaposition. <laughs> it just want milk. Farouk Karma, D-Lo, Mark Henry. <laughs> <laughs> walking in, just handing out milky bars and beatings and that all. He's, he's made his entrance and he's doing it. He's doing it one-handed, so he can do the pose and crash the, <laughs> crash the bike into a wall. <laughs> yeah, Farouk takes Undertaker's bike, and that you get the impression that wouldn't have happened a few weeks or months ago. Uh, Undertaker showing a lot of ass since turning heel. No, not like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, chokes on the Bradshaw, and Undertaker goes after his bike, which is placed at the top of the ramp. <laughs> And Undertaker's like, oh, that's okay then. He ain't taking us. So Farouk just drove it up the ramp and they went, nah, I'll leave it. Yeah. Couldn't yeah, like, that was lucky. <laughs> it turns his back so Arvidi can appear and chair shot him for a bit of payback. Or should I say, vengeance. Oh, it's like, that's not the pay, baby. Oh, it's good. No, nah, I'll go with payback instead. It's way better. Okay. <laughs> so this did, this did what it needed to do. Mm. It did. Yes, because we... You couldn't just have Bradshaw versus Undertaker one-on-one with no gimmicks. That's just disgusting. That's, it's horrible. It, it's Why would you? It served its purpose. It got Farouk a new bike. Exactly. Oh. It's, it's even dumber than the idea of Farouk being the spokesperson. <laughs> the milky bike. The new milky bike kid. Satellite feed. Who was the first milky bike kid? Was it Big Boss, Big Boss Man? Man? Big Boss Man. In our, in our canon was the first milky bike kid. Yes. And now Farouk is the milky bike kid. Yes, that's on the Goldholic Wikia. Yes. Under daft bollocks. <laughs> I said that's an extensive section. Uh, on the satellite feed, Michael Cole points out a goth person in the crowd, and Lola says, Oh, goth, an ugly person's way of pretending to be interesting. Cole dies laughing. I'm like, wow. fucking hell. Jericho's interviewed backstage by Charmel, and he insults her and says, Oh, sorry for letting you down. That really bothers me that I'm doing stuff you don't like, <laughs> but I'm going to win the titles at Vengeance, and I'm going to be. The living legend is, wait, Larry Zabisco, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, no, it's attacked Jericho. He's still livid, but there's part of Larry Zabisco that's also angling for a job at the moment, thinking, hey, I can spin this into an angle. Hey, Vince, I don't know what the kids want. They want me versus Chris Jericho over the rights to the living legend that I stole anyway from someone else. Wait, who's that? Uh, jogging with a big basket on his back to help us kids with lack of snacks. It's Larry Zabisco. He's 53 years young. Yay, we love it. We love Larry Zabisco. We can spell your name right without using Google. We love he's, you. He's got his basket loads of custard creams and bourbon creams and, 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 stuff, and Jaffa cakes and digestives. That's right. He's Larry Zabisco. <laughs> It's Larry's a biscuit. <laughs> oh, so now we're booking his arrival biscuit merchant. <laughs> yes. He's seen the gap in the market and Frog's like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> He's seen an opening. Larry's a biscuit. And he's like, hey, the benefits of the free market structure. Because I'm going to free your face. <laughs> <laughs> Zabisco's like, yeah, fuck you, I'm Jericho. <laughs> Brooke's like, what, Jericho? I'm not going to do These it. biscuits are living legends. 
You're a living legend, Larry. Bro's like, shut up, kid. <laughs> I mean, thank you. Already broken the kids. Fruit doesn't drive over the kids and bite. Oh, Larry hit me in the nose before I could get us a biscuit. And now I haven't got any snacks. We are the nation. Oh, the Milky yes. Mountain King is here. Thank God. Larry's a biscuit supposed to be here with the biscuits, but like all of his rest of the matches, he's going to take 10 minutes just to get here. <laughs> Stolen bastard. Oh. <laughs> On the satellite feed, a fan asks for Lawler's autograph. And he tells him he has to do it after the show because he's working before immediately telling Cole that, oh, do you see that woman who asked my autograph? She was an orthodontist dream. <laughs> she continues to yell in the background as Cole yells, Jesus Christ, really loudly. I think she starts stripping. Ola says, I didn't, I didn't tell her to do that. I didn't tell her to do that. Security, security. I'm innocent. <laughs> it's amazing these audio feeds. You've got to just picture the rest in your head. It's even dafter than the Zabisco bollocks we were just saying. Does he get moved on? Do we reckon? Because uh, well, Lola's like, because he's like, hey, Jake, he's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm doing the show. I'm working. I'm literally doing the show. Ask me afterwards. And then as soon as they leave, Lola's like, <laughs> see her. Uh, and now it's time for the main event: the WF World Champion Steve Austin and the WWE World Champion The Rock take on Jericho and Kurt Angle. This goes a lot longer on the satellite feed, like every other main event, it turns out. I had no idea until now that most of these main event matches go a canny distance and it's just trimmed down for time, which makes sense, I guess, if it's people are there and the crowd want to see stuff. Angle and Jericho kick down the rock, so Austin has to super, supercharge his entrance. There we go. And Stunner's angle immediately for a near fall. Haha. Yeah, I thought right, it's just start off the match with Stunner. Start with a Stunner, let's do it. Yeah. Austin locks in the walls of Jericho as we're going hard, quick. Rock is the dude who has to sell for a bit with that not lasting long because the fire alarm is about to kick in any minute now. I can hear the beeping. So if you hear any noises, it's not breast. <laughs> Until Austin comes in to batter Jericho, it takes a belly to belly from Angle. This is all hit, hit, hit as it's trimmed to buggery. But whatever, it's only TV. <laughs> uh, angle lock on Austin and it's in for a good long time before he gets the ropes. Yeah, thanks for helping, Rock. And why would he? Oh, eventually he does because he remembers that Angle stinks. Jericho low blows The Rock and gives The Rock a rock bottom. Austin makes a save because he's better than The Rock. Rock locks in the sharpshooter and Jericho, Yari pal. Yeah, no, no, yeah, carry on. It's all, good. Make... it's all good. We've been prompted. It's all good. You carry on. Go ahead, Bob. We're going to go through it. We're going to push through it. And that was a very polite fire alarm. Uh, told... Excuse me, lads, there's a fire. Uh, <laughs> sorry, but your bum's on fire. Oh, sorry. Thank Jericho you. low blows The Rock. God knows what a, a, a normal person does looking thinking this. Goes, sorry to interrupt you. Your weird fever dream you're having here with uh, Farouk, <laughs> monkey bar kid, and Larry Zabisco. <laughs> He's 53 years young. Anyway, Jericho blows the rock and gives the rock a rock. And that's, that's the moment. There it is. Oh, you can't do that on TV. Scott Steiner. <laughs> Give me a fucking mic. Yeah, it's Scott Steiner. He's come to Birmingham to give us all the monkey bar kids. <laughs> George Harrison's dead. Oh. <laughs> Don't remind us. We've only got Ringo and Paul left. Uh, <laughs> Ringo does a run in. Uh, low blow from Jericho. That's right. It gives The Rock a rock bottom. Austin makes the save because he's better than The Rock. The Rock locks in the sharpshooter and Jericho taps as Angle is held back by Austin. <laughs> Angle is furious and Angle slams Jericho being bad. Angle sods off looking mad, leaving The Rock and Austin to realise, hey... It's me and you. Uh. Austin offers him a beer, and Rock thinks about it before toasting it on the WF title. Sorry, the WWF title. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, get Tony. WWF uh, right. uh, title before Austin does the same on the 
WC off title. There we go. And they drink because tonight they drink in hell, I guess. And the satellite feed post show, The Rock and Austin drink more. With Rock getting annoyed about having to catch more and more. And Austin's like, yeah, more beer. And Rock's like, whoa, 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 hey, hang on. <laughs> uh, Rock lies on his back and drinks it, which is tough to do if you've tried doing it yourself at home. Or at work, I guess, if you're a JR. <laughs> Austin pretends to swim in the beer on the mat before drinking even uh... more. Rock tries two at once, but he chokes. Crowd boos. Austin pats him on the back. Rock tries again in this handicap match. And is successful as he realizes Austin Belly drinks the damn things and they head the back, the crowd's cheers. <laughs> and also the Hardys redo their backstage bit. They redo every tape bit so far and they're always worse the second time around. And they, they keep the worst bit. They keep the worst take. It's oh, going to be a rib. And they go, oh, no, they get to rib. They just go, they're shit, aren't they? You know what wasn't shit? This main event. What did you think? Great that? main event. Everybody got their shit in ahead of the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Surprised in hindsight to see Jericho getting a clean tap out and then battered by Angle. But I guess it's, it's in swerve, effort bro. to yeah to swerve us. Yeah. To keep everybody guessing. I really enjoyed it. I thought a nice way to send everybody home. The problem is you are really pushing the, the, the idea of Rock versus Austin on Sunday. Which we don't get. Yeah. You can't do that to us. That was the only match people really wanted. And we're not getting it. Yeah. Until 2003. This is the middle of a weird bit. To start off a very odd and not that good 0-2. No. But that was, that's something, that's a problem for another day. Tom, what was something you remembered from this week's podcast? I remembered the very bit at the end when they are toasting. Oh, yeah. I just remember that because, again, I was buzzing for the idea of Rock and Austin going down. They were toasting each other's bells. I thought they were going to fight, and the fact they didn't, I quite liked it. What did you remember? I remember the Ass Club. Ass Club. <laughs> Ain't no pie like an Ass Club party. Gonna and thinking, you. I'm glad I'm not watching this as frequently as I used to because <laughs> it was just like, I don't. Maybe I, thought, I used to think genuinely, is this an American thing? Do they do this? <laughs> they, no, we have different things. They have Thanksgiving. For example, um, Labor Day, maybe Ask Kiss, like as an actual thing, as a thing over there. So I was just like, all right, whatever. Wasn't very impressed by it. Miserable Mafu. Uh, I forgot uh, the miserable Kurt Angle, Vince McMahon lozenge segments. <laughs> Four the of best. them. Yeah. Like, f- come on. Like, I get that, you know, you, you've got segments to fill, but is there nothing else we could have possibly done other than have Vince and Angle having lozenges backstage? Did you not like these bits because you reminded that you're supposed to take care of your throat every <laughs> hey, now and again? It was a sad reminder of how ill I treat my voice box, yeah. and I didn't like it one Vince should have yelled bit. at the top of his lungs. He should have done. Powered and then, through. And then got a little bit upset the day afterwards, and maybe had a little bit of a cry, realizing that you might have fucked your voice forever, and then waking up the next day and going, oh, it's a little bit better than yesterday. And then waking up the following day and going, oh, it's nearly back. And then on Friday going, and knowing you'll have the full cycle again uh, from July the 15th after Thunderstruck at the Walker Dome in Newcastle upon Tyne. Yeah. North Resting. Yeah. Make sure you come early because you'll not be able to hear Tom by the main event. Because I'll be coming early. Um, What did you forget? Uh, Teflon test. You forgot the air. The The unfireable dick. (laughs) Do you know why you forgot it? Because they never really paid it off. Yeah, I remember this just fizzling out, kind of, because yeah. it's like, well, what are you supposed to do with this? But maybe so, maybe we're wrong, though. Maybe there is something that happens, and we've forgotten no, about it. No, no, there isn't. Okay, fair enough. 100% there isn't, because... <laughs> well, sorry, fuck you. Just, just look, just give it... I'm just giving you 12 months off, right? Because 
we get to Survivor Series 02, and I'm like, they'll mention it. Because test, there's Oh, that's test. asking a lot of this period. They'll mention it. They, I mean, don't, like... they don't mention it. Oh. It just literally just gets forgotten about. And I'm really annoyed by it because you could have had something great where Tess is a dick all year and then by October he's started going, oh, I'm really sorry. <laughs> like he's being overly nice because he realises that, yeah. oh, no, I've run out of time now. Yeah, considering all the stuff that's happened this year, I think the idea of them putting something in a year in advance at this period is like, whoa, no, no, we don't know what we're doing. We've got cheeky mm, ground. We don't know what we're doing. We don't yeah. know what we're doing. But you know what we are going to be doing? We're going to be ending the podcast. <laughs> That's right, and next week we'll be doing the live watch along of I said live <laughs> the live watch along. It's one very live. Of I mean, we have to be live at some point, I guess. Retro yeah. reactions to Vengeance 2001. Space Odyssey. Oh. It is the night the Triple H definitely returns to the World Wrestling Federation. They wouldn't put him on the posters if yeah. he wasn't. And that's the only disappointing thing that happens on that show. Mm. Oh, the only God. disappointing. What's thing. RVD on I remember that being bang average. Matt versus Jeff. That's bang average. <laughs> the main events. Um, Bang average. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's okay can't wait. They are. It's okay I'm thrilled, mate. What are you working on this week? Getting over vengeance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Give me bourboning. Uh, I put out a new Botchmania. Yay. Yay. Watch it before it's taken down. Uh, I am not going to be reading the OJ Simpson book on Twitch because it was a really funny idea and you read it, you're like, oh, it's fucking miserable, isn't it? <laughs> really grim, really horrible. So I don't know what the fuck I'm going to be reading next, but it'll be good. A new Twitch book. Twitch book. Which would be nice. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Around Sunday, seven, eight, Sunday. depending when Matthew can be asked. Oh, and I will be going, I will be going to NERG on Saturday. Ah, oh, the retro games. That's right. Fest. Because Billy Mitchell will be there. Ah, oh, no way. And they're treating him like, it's like, hey, it's legend, Billy Mitchell. And people are like, you know the first thing that comes up if you put them on YouTube is sham, fraud, <laughs> cheating bastard. And it's like, nah, it's so I'm like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Is he doing a talk or something? Is it like yeah. a amazing? Yeah, a talk. He's gonna be playing arcade games and uh, <laughs> I'm definitely gonna get a photo with him and then gonna boo him. Very passive aggressive energy there, but it's, like, I love it's it. Mitchell Gateshead. Like when that'll never happen again. That'll never happen again. Yeah, because we're gonna chase him out. <laughs> Look over the tannoy. Billy Mitchell has left the building. <laughs> yeah. What about yourself, Tom? Uh, on the podcast feed tomorrow, uh, Jack the Jobber is back with Matches Aww. of the Month. Oh. Looking back on June. There were some bangers in June, and Jack talks through all of them. It's his brand new monthly podcast. I say brand new. He's done about four of them now. Uh, looking back on the month that was in the world of wrestling, mm. uh, we had Mercedes Martinez on Desert Island Graps this past Wednesday, in case you missed it. Good chat with Mercedes Martinez ahead of North Wrestling Thunderstruck, mm. uh, which is uh, this time next week at the Walker Dome in Newcastle upon Tyne, where Mercedes Martinez will be fighting Rio. Brit rest standout Rio. Oh, she's mint. She's amazing. Her name is Rio and she wrestles the good graps. Nice. I like it. This Wednesday, Speedball Mike Bailey's on Desert Island Graps. Lovely chat with ex-former X-Division champion Speedball Mike. We talk about him getting uh, banned from the US, essentially landlocked outside of America, and how he got around that. We talk about a bunch of other stuff as well. And he picks three wrestling matches that he would watch while stranded on a desert island. So Speedball Mike Bailey on Desert Island Graps on Wednesday. Oh, he's mint him. He's good, isn't he? He's a good one. He's a very, very good one. We talk about the origin of the name Speedball. Among other things. Oh, God. I hope it's not going to be like... It's not. It's not. Uh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll have to find out, won't we, by listening? You certainly will. And for the latest wrestling news throughout the week, of course, you can check out cultaholic.com. He is at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Tom Campbell on threads. 
together. <laughs> I might be on threads, but if there's no uh, there's no bastard get on over. there's no bastard desktop version. Oh no. Not yet. Anyway, it's only existed for a day, so get on with it. It probably is by now. Together we are at Cold Holic Wrestling on Threads. Don't forget to join us. Scott Fucking Stein over there! Love you, bye. Wait, who's this coming over the... Oh, never mind Farouk on a bike, driving one hand and crushing into trees. Never mind Zabisco with <laughs> a basket full of biscuits, because he's now he's a biscuit. It's JR filled with <laughs> bourbon! <laughs> Boomer, can we, can we have some? No! <laughs>Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.